Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. So this is one of those special episodes that we're going to be doing weekly in regards to the unknown. Um, and that's what it's called, the unknown. Basically, we're going to interview folks that have experienced something that maybe is indescribable to them. That's something that was kind of odd. It could be ghost stories. It could be paranormal type of stories. But uh, today's guest is going to be Melanie. And Melanie's going to share her experience from staying overnight at the Fort Mifflin down in Philadelphia now. On the show, The Ghost Hunters, this was noted as, I think, one of their most haunted places that they've ever been to. Um, I've been there. It's a very interesting place. I've had a, you know, an interesting experience in the one depot, I guess the ammunition dump or whatever. Um, I kind of flashed my way through the entire property with just the flash on my camera. And I was kind of fine until I got to this one building, got about five steps in there, turned around and got out of there. It just did not feel right. I'm not saying I'm a non-believer, but uh, I also listen to myself, listen to my own body, my own mind. And sometimes you get the hair standing up on the back of your, your neck or your arms. It's like, okay, something's off here. Is it energy? Is it uh, a negativity? What is it that we feel? But anyway, I'm going to let Melanie uh, explain to you what she experienced while staying down there overnight. Um, also, this place is called Fort Mifflin, and, and it's located in Philadelphia. I'll tell you a little bit about it. And I will kind of just jump right in here from Wikipedia. Fort Mifflin, originally called Fort Island Battery, also known as Mud Island Fort, was commissioned in 1771 and sits on Mud Island or Deepwater Island on the Delaware River just below Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, actually, it is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and near the Philadelphia International Airport. During the, during the American Revolution, the British Army bombarded and captured the fort as part of their conquest of Philadelphia in the autumn of 1777. In 1795, the fort was renamed Fort Thomas Mifflin, a, con a Continental Army officer and the first post-independence governor of Pennsylvania. The United States Army began to rebuild the fort in 1794 and continued to garrison and build on the site through the 19th century. It housed prisoners during the Civil War. The Army decommissioned Fort Mifflin for active duty infantry and artillery, artillery in 1962. However, while the older portion of the fort was returned to the city of Philadelphia, a portion of the fort's grounds are still actively used by the United States Army Corps of Engineers, making it the oldest fort in military use in the United States. Historic preservationists have re restored the fort, which is now a national historic landmark. So um, you might have heard of this place before. You've seen it on Ghost Hunters, uh, the TV show, and they have uh, reported a lot of activity there. So we're going to go right now to a friend of mine, and that's Melanie. And she has had the opportunity to stay overnight there on many occasions, and she's going to share her experience. Here we go. Here's Melanie. Fort Mifflin. So it was um, very influential back with before the Civil War, and Fort Mifflin doesn't get a lot of the recognition that it that it should have, and. Being along the Delaware, the British would come up and come through there, and I know at one point, it's been around for several wars, and George Washington's troops had stopped it, so George Washington could leave and go to Gettysburg. Just and, yeah. Just so noise-wise? Yeah. And um, win that, that battle, that war there. So I've slept overnight several times at Fort Mifflin with the scouts. They're very big and prominent with the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and... Uh, as within the Boy Scout troop and Cub Scout pack, we would do uh, overnight campouts or weekend campouts. A lot of fun. We had a great time. Uh, but the one, several ghosts that they have there, but the most prominent one is the ghost of Elizabeth. So 
they say you can hear her screaming uh, and crying and sobbing from the officer's quarters. So her daughter fell in love with one of the enlisted people, and that was not, you weren't allowed to do that back then. Okay. So Elizabeth... Was it uh, like a social thing? It wasn't socially yeah, acceptable? Yeah, yep, yep. Because right. okay. you were supposed to stay within your own your own league, your own mm-hmm. elite, your own class that way. So she had fallen in love with, with one, of the, one of the enlisted people. Um, Mother Elizabeth disowned her, and she ran off, and then the daughter got really sick and died. Hmm. And then Elizabeth was very distraught because she had disowned her daughter. And were they herself. residing at the fort? Yep, or? they were okay. living there because she was one of the officers. Elizabeth okay. was married to one of the officers, so okay. they were living there at the time. So is that officer's quarters when you go in the main gates? Is it to the right? Yep, it's to the right. Yeah. And then the barracks are more to the left. Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we've spent we've spent nights sleeping in, in, the, in the, the barracks where it's just like a big room with all kinds of bunks and just all the kids would just pick a bunk and sleep there. Um, we would always go in, in the winter, so sometimes some of the adult leaders would sleep in the officers' quarters where it was a little smaller room, so it was a little more warmer. Um, and then some of the kids would just sleep in the encasements, in which were, you know, the, the tunnels and, yeah. and all that. Yeah. One of them is, is haunted the most, and of course that's where a lot of the boys wanted to sleep okay. in that one, so they would sleep there. Or just sleep out, pitch your tent out in the, in the parade ground. So the, do they lock the main there. gates? Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And the the, um, the groundskeeper yeah. stays there, too, when okay. they do these overnight okay. things. So we had the one night, and I think certain people are more, they always say they're more... Um, attuned? Yeah, attuned, yeah. Sensitive. susceptible, sensitive yeah. to ghosts, the spirits, all that. So after I I'd slept there a couple of different times, and then the one time... A lot of us were sleeping in the one big barracks, uh, all on the bunks, and it was just as cell phones were coming out, mm-hmm. and not everybody had cell phones, and woke up in the middle of the night, and there was, you could just hear this harmonica music, and I was thinking, and I woke up and I thought, where's this harmonica music coming from? And I thought, oh, it's probably somebody's cell phone, but whose cell phone is going off in the middle of the night? And I like that ringtone, like, as you wake up, all sure. these thoughts are going through your head. Yeah. So a couple people, and then, so somebody sat up and somebody said, whose phone is that? And then, like then, because we're all in one room, a couple people says, I don't know, whose is that? And then it stopped and nobody, everybody just said, was it my phone? Everybody yeah. went back to sleep. Yeah. So the next morning with these campouts, they would always provide breakfast for us over in like this little, in the kitchen area. And people were talking about that. People who had slept out in the field on the parade grounds had said something about, they heard all this harmonica music and they were woken up and we were all saying, oh yeah, we were too. We thought it was somebody's cell phone. And the groundskeeper said, oh yeah, that's the ghost of Elizabeth. She plays plays harmonica at night. You're kidding me. So there was a lot of people, like a lot of us heard it, people who had slept outside and people who had slept inside had heard it. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was very interesting. I think, I mean, that's the only thing I've really... How did you feel like when you were walking around there? Did you get any odd feelings yourself? No. um, I was, but I was with this, the other thing where I was with this other woman and one of the other, one of the other women and one of the other men. And we were in one of the, we were in the one, the ammunition, the magazine, the ammunition part. And it's a lot of 
dirt all around that because it had to be protected in case like a bomb hit so it. So can I ask you a question? So yeah. when you go in the front gates and turn to the left mm -hmm. and then immediately kind of like to the left of that in the middle, is it there? Is that where that is? It is, it is, in, I feel like it kind of is encased with all kinds that, of dirt. It looks like yes. it's a big hill, but just like the one mound. entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Because it had to be, it has to be so protected in case like, um, a cannibal sure. would come and hit it. Well, I'm wondering you if can't that's let the, the whole place thing that explode. I see. I was there with my camera with a regular DSLR Nikon flashing my way through. I didn't know the lights were on. Right. And I was fine throughout the entire place until I went to this last place, which was Kind of like if you came out of the officer's quarters and kind of walked straight. Okay, right. Um, and it would whatever this building would have been, would have been there. Right. I went to go into that front. Right. And I got about five foot in there and I turned right around. It was just a very weird feeling. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything, mm -hmm. but it was just an overwhelming feeling to turn around and get out of here. Right. And I don't know what that was about because I don't normally, you know, get weird about anything. Right. Any of that stuff. I'm not going to say I'm a non-believer, right. but um, set, certainly something didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And I was just like... I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> so that's, well, yeah. So. I had, and I had been. So like I, inter I, said, I interrupted you. you no, know, that's you were, okay. You no, I'm just saying I had been on, I've been on this camp out several different years in the past. And so these two were new people who, who were there. So I said, oh, we'll come over here. I'll show you this. And this is what this is. And the kids were off doing their own thing. And so we went in there and you could just hear this like footsteps back and forth. And we yeah. stopped and like, I grabbed her arm and the guy who was with us, he said, what was that? He goes, he goes, are you guys hearing something? And we said, we both said, yeah. And we said, do you? And he says, no. And we just stood there hmm. and you could just hear like back and really? forth. Now he said, he goes, well, maybe it was an animal. I said, I don't know. Do you know how much dirt is out here and yeah. piled up? He was yeah. saying like a squirrel, rat, something like mm. that. We're like, I don't know. There's a lot of dirt yeah, there's out here. There's no voids there. I mean, it's, no. it's, it's dirt up against the, exactly. the brick right. that's encapsulating yep. that. So there's no room for anybody, anything to be within those walls to be hearing any type right. of sound, I don't think. And this was, this was that same night that then later mm. we heard the harmonica music. And again, when we were talking to the groundskeeper, he said certain people are very sensitive and it they kind of bring it out more and this one woman who was with us was the sister of one of the other moms who was there mm. so we were like oh maybe she's the real sensitive one yeah. and they're all coming yeah. you know they're all coming out because it's her because sure it certainly wasn't me because i hadn't i had been there several times and that was the only time that anything had happened okay but so, very real that harmonica music for well sure. i mean so that makes you wonder you know what i mean like yeah. where was that coming from right where was that emanating and from? it was yeah. i don't know what your cell phones came out but not everybody had them and some people did, and yeah. I remember thinking, oh, that's a really cool tune. It's a nice harmonica. <laughs> I wonder what, you know. And How about anything else in your life, have, you know, from being a kid all the way up? Have you ever experienced anything that was kind of like, what was that? You know what I mean? Like, and it could have been paranormal or anything just odd, anything freaky that you ever experienced. No. Coincidence, like a major coincidence with something? or Yeah. No, because those things scare me. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get scared real easy. Yeah. Okay. So, um I don't like haunted houses. I don't like, I don't like, you know, I mean, we did the Ouija board when we were little, but that was just the big ghost thing. You know, the big thing everybody would try the Ouija did, board. Did you do Mary Worth too? No, we did not do that one because that was too scary. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've always just stayed away from that because it just scares yeah. me too much. Right. But that was something there that we couldn't, uh, yeah, we couldn't deny that. Yeah, that's very interesting. And especially and when you have so many people who have heard right. it as well. And people who were outside, who were, who had slept out um, on the parade ground in, mm -hmm. in their tents had heard it. And then we were inside and had heard it. Very interesting. And just talking about it that morning at breakfast with some of the some of the boys and some of the other leaders. And um, this one, the, the caretaker who was there, the groundskeeper, had said, oh, yeah, the harmonica, that's Elizabeth. Said she, that's one of the things she does, play the... That's very interesting. 
So, did he share any other stories with you guys? About he did. He just told us other other stories in general about some of the other ghosts that were there. But anything that you remember? Or? Nothing. Um, talked about um over by the blacksmith. Lots okay. of times you hear over in the, like the blacksmith shop. You hear the is that, a, is that an open area? It was open. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. they have like some wheels, like a. Mm-hmm. a like uh, cannon frames, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yep. okay, yeah. And he said you would sometimes at night and day you hear, you know, you hear that, the banging. The clanging of the yep. metal. Wow. Some of the boys, I remember some of the boys who slept in one of the in, in casements, which was when you go in there all the way, there's like four or five of mm-hmm. them. And the first one is where, if you're having an activity there, a lot of people just like meet in there, they have some tables and chairs set up. But the further down you go, they have a couple cots in there, and, and the further down they say is more the uh, the one that's more haunted than others. Okay. Of course, the older boys wanted to all sleep in there. Yeah, and um, have did, did you hear any stories from them? Anybody? Anything freaky? Noise? You know? I think they're a little paranoid at that point. Yeah. Some were scared. Some didn't want to spend the night. Yeah. Some. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Some were like, "No, I don't want to stay here. And I'm going to go sleep elsewhere." I was going to say, did anybody have to go home? Yeah. No, nobody had to go home. But they were just scared and didn't want to. A couple yeah. of them didn't want to just stay down there. They wanted to go sleep. You know, another yeah. spot yeah. around or on the fort. Very cool. Yeah. But and how many times have you slept there? Probably five times, wow. I would guess. Wow. Like I said, it was something this we did with um with the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts, uh-huh. uh, the Brookhaven troop and oh, the cool. Brookhaven pack. Okay. And um, did they? It kind of became a yearly thing nice. that we did there as like one of the big overnight activities. Yeah. Uh, what time of the year was it normally? It was in the. Was in the. Winter, leading into the spring. So did they light the uh, fireplaces inside? Were they lit for you? Sometimes they have fires lit inside. No, we would do a big um, campfire outside. Okay. Right. Which was more like up on the hill. Mm-hmm. We would do a campfire. When they had the reenactors there, sometimes they actually have a fire going inside. It's pretty right. cool. Yeah. Right. And then the boys the next morning, or that night, um, they all got to take part in the flag ceremony. Oh, good. Lowering the flag and then raising it. And the flag that flies over Fort Mifflin is apparently... One of the largest in it's, it is the really, state or in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's, it's one of the. And I don't know it's what known year for being flag, real, real large. Yeah, I don't know what year the flag is. It is just the stripes. It's not the stars in there. Right. It's uh, I, I I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know what year that is. But it's a very interesting looking flag. Right. You can see that from I ninety five coming you over can. the bridge if you look yep. over to your left. Yeah. Yep. Very yep. cool. And but so it's so big that. They we would line up we would line up the scouts and as the flag was coming down they it, they would just like keep passing it back and it would be okay. so huge and yeah. then you would have like ten scouts on each side very cool like holding it and then folding it up and all that stuff so, so you're not easily scared or you are easily scared? I am easily scared what's your scariest movie I don't watch scary movies uh, at all have you ever seen The Exorcist no okay no what is the scariest movie you've ever seen First so one. it's it's kind of funny because it's not it's a great movie but it freaked me out a lot which was the sixth oh, sense great movie. right great movie. scared me to death great movie. scared me i yeah. was scared to go down yeah. my down the basement yeah. steps mm-hmm. but because i know that about myself i think i'm very visual i never saw jaws i don't i don't watch because i love the ocean i'll take the ocean over swimming pool any day so i don't want to see jaws yeah. even though i'm sure it'd be goofy to watch now but I never watched the Jason or the Friday Thirteenth because I can't. I was inv- I've been involved yeah. with the boys. I was involved with Boy Scouts longer than Girl Scouts. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And I was a leader. I have three Eagle Scouts. All three of my boys are Eagle Scouts. So we camped in the woods once a month. So I can't watch those movies. Exactly. So, so I knew my limits, yeah, and I just 
I just oh, I just chose not to watch any of them. The success. Did yeah. you have any clues as to without giving it away no. to anybody who may have not right. seen it? Right. You didn't have any clues throughout the entire thing of no. what was actually going no. on. No, I think that was what that made it such a great movie. Was just fantastic. Because nobody, if, no one. If you didn't, hear, if you didn't hear the spoilers, nobody knew. If you didn't observe. Right, and at the end, like, you were I don't know like, if you really oh could have been able to pick up on that, no. even if you. Um, well, you knew once once you saw the end. If you watched it the second time, you're like, right. aha, right? Oh, that's why but, that happened. Oh, that's why this was going on. That's such, why this happened. I, I, and I don't think anybody can redo that type of ending again. No. And, and like Shyamalan did with right. that. Just a fantastic movie, and I'm right. I'm glad. I know you don't. You're not a big fan of horror movies, but to know that no. you saw that one right. is one of the best ones. That and I've I kind of went well. under protest. I didn't really yeah. want to go, but we had gotten yeah. invited to go. Scary so I'm like, movie. Uh, okay, oh, definitely, we'll go. definitely a scary movie. Just yeah. how, and it was just the the kid. I forget his name. Haley. I, I don't remember his name, but and what's, excellent uh, in the sixth sense. The young yeah. boy. And but he stuff, just played a fantastic. The stuff part. that scared me about that would be when they would when he would be locked in that closet and he'd come mm-hmm. pulling the the, the mm-hmm. wounds on his face. That just there's you know, just a lot of things that scared me about. Also, that, that I think is intriguing with um, with horror movies is when they add maybe um, a mental aspect. So because that's always kind of scary uh-huh. for anyone uh-huh. to actually experience. So you know people can certainly experience mm-hmm. some type of mental anguish or mental mm-hmm. anxiety and stuff. And to incorporate that into a movie, mm-hmm. um, it, it adds to the believability. And right. now you're like, okay, well, is this a psychological thriller? Exactly. Is this a horror movie? That's what a lot of them are And now. then the yeah. blend between the two is mm-hmm. sometimes the scariest. Because if you even go to The Exorcist and you think about that, is it real? Like, can that thing happen? Right. And it's all that unknown. You know, right. Then, I've yeah. seen bits and pieces of The Exorcist. Like, I know, I know what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen five minutes of it or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen the big scenes that everybody knows the ending yeah. of it. But if it came on a half hour into it now, I wouldn't know what it was. Gotcha. I would have no idea. Gotcha. Well, Melanie, no. this has been great. I want to thank you very much for your time. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate you sharing those stories. You're welcome. Yeah, so whenever you have another uh, a spooky encounter... Okay. It will not be from a movie, though. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So there you have it. I really want to thank Melanie for that interview. It was very cool. Uh, Five times down there. That's something I have to do just once. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, I I don't know if the the older we get, the stupider we get. But, uh, you know, like those uh, scary moments sometimes, you know. It's funny. I was talking to somebody and they were like, Dude, I don't really, I'm not fearful of ghosts or spirits or the un, the unknown and that kind of thing, like UFOs. He says, <laughs> I'm scared to death of people. <laughs> it's human beings that scare me. And uh, amen to that, right? I mean, I get where he's coming from with that one. So, hey, the unknown. If you got some stories you want to share, send it in. You can even write it out. I'll read it for you if you don't want to call it in. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate you sharing uh, your your moments in life where it was like, what was that? Like, what could that have been? Everybody has one. It's just, uh, are you willing to talk about it? <laughs> hey, man, this is Tony. You've been listening to Finding Subjects Podcast. Thank you very much for uh, listening and giving us your time. And hopefully you are entertained by the stories of others. Everybody has a story, so uh, we encourage you to share yours with us here on Finding Subjects Podcast. That's it. Have a fantastic weekend. Today is April Fool's. I was going to fool you. You know what I did today? I actually put on Facebook that uh, all these photographs of me with the Beatles, uh, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney, and even Joe Walsh was in there. He stopped by. He was in Studio B. And they all came in, and I was trying to uh, convince 
Paul and Ringo that changed the name of some of their songs. Like instead of Hey Jude, it should be called Hey Dude. And, uh, you know, just I will instead of I will, it was like, I won't, I don't want to hold your hand. Um, it was actually, uh, Eleanor McKenzie. I named one of the songs and people are like, why is it called Eleanor McKenzie? It's because her and father McKenzie actually got together and they got married. And, and, uh, I put this up on Facebook <laughs> Like we're about to record these songs and you would not believe the amount of people that uh, have contacted me. Please get me an autograph. I can't believe it's they're just so cool. It's a, such a cool moment. And I can't believe it's so happy for you, man. I met these people and that people. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> it's April 1st, 2022. <laughs> that means April Fool's Day. Now, I kind of went for it for a long time, uh, went with it, but uh, I finally had to just take it down because I was getting requests for autographs and tickets. <laughs> Listen, I love messing with people. I love joking with people, and it's all in good fun. So I want to thank everybody uh, who listens to this. is actually on my Facebook account. Uh, we had a great time with that. And uh, again, I took it down, but it was pretty cool. I got to hang with the Beatles, which was truly my dream anyway for my entire life uh, to just uh, be able to jam with the Beatles or meet the Beatles and hang out. Uh, big musical influences in my life. And uh, we'll do a, uh, maybe next week we'll do a uh, a music show on the Spotify uh, show. Because like, what I can do is I can play commercial songs, but only that show will only only be present on Spotify because of the commercial licensing. But um, yeah, we'll do some Beatles stuff maybe, you know, just talk about it. There's some Beatles interviews there I can play. Actually, there's an interview on the Spotify of Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull interviewing, uh, well, talking about his uh, his meeting of the Beatles, meeting with Paul McCartney and recording with uh, Paul McCartney, or seeing Paul McCartney record in the studio, and how Paul McCartney just, it was 100% all the time. Like he said, normally some singers would just sing a little bit to save their voice, but it was 100% by Paul McCartney on every take, and he really admired that. And then he also talked about the ultimate Beatle fan, which was the teeny bopper girl that would scream. <laughs> And with that, you'd go to a Beatles concert, you couldn't even hear a thing. So uh, really cool interviews and a lot of really good information out there on Spotify. And maybe, uh, again, we'll, we'll get a show together about a Be about the Beatles and such and uh, play some good tunes. Anyway, thank you very much for being here. Again, happy April Fool. Happy, yeah. Again, happy April Fool's Day. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you again uh, next week. Hey, ever since I got this new desk set up and everything, we're out of the bunker. We're in this new room. Uh, multiple multiple episodes per week, which is pretty cool. And if you don't mind, I don't mind. Love talking to you. All right, have a fantastic day. Be safe out there. And prayers for Ukraine and Russia and hopefully uh, even the rest of the world. Uh, everybody who is out there is oppressed. And special prayers to uh, you know these people out there, these women and children that are you know becoming victimized by these human trafficking people out there. You talk about the bottom of the barrel. Man, we just need a lot of prayers and we need a lot of uh, changes, man. We need God to shine down on us, right? All right. Uh, pray for those folks, will you? I appreciate that. Once again, a big thank you to Melanie. I really appreciate it. And if you got a story, ship it out to us here at Finding Subjects Podcast or call it in. And hey, a special shout out to the Chatty and Fatty Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's out there. If you get a chance to listen to that. And also a big shout out to Dave's by the Park in Aston, Pennsylvania. Dave's by the Park is an excellent, excellent automotive repair shop. Dave's by the Park. Take care. Talk to you next week. Have a great day. See you. Bye. Peace.